this podcast, we are going to open this up to some questions that we asked the athletes earlier in the week. Um, some of you guys have been on Instagram, but I'm going to go ask them in person. So these are just some questions we typically get or that you guys have, you want some answers to. So let's start this off. Um, what supplements do we recommend? What are we recommending to our athletes? Do you know, just regular stuff. D-ball. D-ball. Test. Oh. Steroids. Any of those things. No, he's no, joking. We all know my drug test came back clean. It has happened before in the gym. <laughs> oh, uh, man. I remember that. No shame. A- I'm not against it. <laughs> Quit! <laughs> I do remember that being a big question of of myself when I first started because um, I wasn't a big supplement taker like mm. at all. I didn't take anything at all, and I'm still don't do anything uh, but creatine. Uh, I remember when I first came in, John was like, the only supplement I recommend is creatine and make sure it's a monohydrate. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you're good. Five grams a day is plenty. Um, and that and that's the only supplement that I take. And then some Fairlife protein shakes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or the Driven out there, the Driven protein shakes. Um, let's talk about creatine because I think that that's a big one everywhere, not just in the CrossFit world. I think that's the most studied, the most... I mean, they just, it's been around, I guess, and they just do a lot of research on it, which is great. So let's talk about like what creatine is and why we recommend it. Because I do think that that's one that we, we recommend, but we don't really recommend it until somebody asks, you know what I mean? Like it's not something we're going to push down somebody's throat, but let's just talk about it. Yeah. I think it, I think it depends on what your, your goals are too. Um, creatine helps you recover and build muscle, um, by the way of giving you more energy quicker. So, um, it's not as effective, like from the studies they've done, it's not as effective for like, uh, low heart rate, uh, endurance. It's more effective for all outbursts, mm-hmm. um, sprints, um, strength training to failure, things like that. That's where it's effective because it allows your muscles to have more energy to do more work and then recover more quickly. So, um, that's what it, that's where it can help you. Um, and it can help you put on some muscle, mm-hmm. um, but not like where you're going to, not like steroids where you're going to be like this big bulky ogre. It just helps you recover faster and build muscle a little quicker is, is all it does. I think some people have sometimes a misconception. They're big like, thing. oh, I think uh, creatine's going to make me 15 pounds bigger in three weeks. And it's like, no, that's yeah. not really what's going to happen. Does it make it's, you hold water weight? It's, it does, It well, but not. I was reading a study on that actually this week, and it that's there's a lot of mixed uh, results on that. Um, initially they said yes. Um, but then after you're consistent with it, it actually, you'll lose that water weight. So, so overall, no. Um, as long as you're taking it in the recommended dosage, which is like five grams a day or less. Um, well, the five grams a day thing, like depends on your body size. Yeah. Yeah. So like me and Kelsey would not need what you guys need. So maybe three or four grams a day. Um, which I thought was super interesting. I was like, you know these things, but when somebody tells you, you're like, oh, yeah, this Maybe is I great. Need more because I'm not getting any bigger, John. <laughs> <laughs> well, like taking more, uh, like taking 20 grams a day, which that used to be the thing, mm-hmm. right? They said like to to preload yeah, it, preloading yeah, phase. Yeah, for two weeks you take 20 grams a day. Um, it that doesn't really make a difference. Um, come to find out, lot. yeah, it, it is a lot. Your body just won't absorb it, and you just pee it out. Yeah. So. Yeah, 100%. Expensive, expensive pee. Yeah. Yeah, so 
So um, creatine. Creatine monohydrate. Monohydrate. Can you, no. can you, for everyone else, what's the difference between if you were to get a creatine that was not monohydrate and a creatine that is? Well, so from what I understand, and I haven't looked at a, a bunch of studies on this, but creatine monohydrate, um, your body absorbs it well because it's naturally, well, creatine's naturally in your body. But they said dihydrate came out, which is not very popular anymore. When it first came out, they marketed it as it won't make you hold water weight, which we kind of know is not true now, but then it also came out that the dihydrate actually isn't even absorbed at all in your body. You yeah. just pee it out, so you're wasting money with the dihydrate. So monohydrate's the only way to go. Yeah, makes sense. Um, any other supplements? I know fish oil. Yeah, um, omega-3s. Yeah. There's a lot of benefits. There's a lot of benefits um, to omega-3s. We have, I think what our culture anyway is pretty low on uh, fish. Just fatty acid. As, yeah, as far or, as what we yeah. eat. Fatty fish. Um, so it's pretty, those are pretty good anti-inflammatory for your joints. And then there's a lot of brain health. Mm -hmm. um, I some, need brain health. Yes, you do. <laughs> Something I read the other day, it said, which like pregnant women, you take a prenatal vitamin, but it said that adding the omega acid, the fatty, oh my gosh, the omega-3s. Um, you need some brain health too. I do need some brain health. <laughs> it can help your baby just like, I guess they've done not studies on kids, but uh, the women who take uh, omega-3s while they're pregnant, their kids are just, like, their brain functions much better. Yeah. Not smarter, just better functioning overall. And I'm yeah. like, oh. interesting. Yeah, super cool, yeah. super cool. Um, creatine, too, we were reading about this, uh, is pretty good for brain health mm -hmm. and function as well. They're actually yeah. doing studies now with anxiety and depression and saying with that creatine, creatine shows a lot of positive effects for that as well. But that's still pretty pretty new so yeah. like the verdict is not out completely but it's being studied a lot because like uh covid brain that was a big thing like the yeah. fog that you get after covid and uh they said that creatine can help with that because with postpartum women like you know or you hear pregnancy brain you hear you just don't have a brain anymore that functions well uh they've said that creatine there's been studies that have said that that has helped the brain function i'm like oh Something, something that's out Jeez. there. I'm taking the wrong creatine. I'm still depressed and trying to get <laughs> oh, here. Oh my gosh, she is not depressed. <laughs> uh, I want to say, <clears throat> can we count the element packets? Yes, yeah. we talked about so, that. Yes. Sodium, magnesium, potassium. Yes. Y'all haven't tried them yet. You should. They're pretty good. Yeah, I didn't. Good. I didn't think I'd really like them at first, but they're so good. After the first one, I was like, okay, I can they're get used salty. to this saltiness. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of benefits to that too. I think yeah. depending on how active you are, though, too. Yes. If you have, if you're like at a desk job all day, and then like this is the only activity that you do is come in here and work out. Like I think one packet, you're good. But yeah. taking and just see more, how much you're sweating. Yeah, taking more than one, especially on like in the winter months, which we're coming out of that. It's getting a lot hotter, and we're getting sweaty. We'll sweat a lot more. Yeah. Plus, like, what you eat, like, if you eat a lot of processed food with a lot of sodium, yeah. you probably don't need yeah. that. You can just take magnesium. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For sure. What about um, a, a lot of people are a big pre-workout, pre-workout people? Yeah, I think it's yeah, preference. Mm -hmm. None of us take pre-workout. Mm -mm. mm -mm. Yeah. Y'all scoop a little beta alanine every now and then. Oh, yeah, I do beta, like beta Yeah, <laughs> I like that it makes me wake up the tingly the tingliness <laughs> i've actually not um, taken that because i think when you guys started really taking it i was still nursing and i was yeah. super oh, yeah, scared so i yeah. have not I took taken that yet yeah once and it was just recently when i had to go to work after being up all night and i took pre-workout and it made me tingle 
I think I think you I live you live like you're there on pre workout. Yeah, so there you are some need, people that just don't. don't there's some yeah. people that just don't need caffeine yeah. of any sorts. Like my pre workout is coffee. Yeah, yeah. I think it just I'm depends always... on how you feel. If it makes you have a better workout, mm-hmm. then take it. Mm-hmm. Um, if it makes you tingly, if, if it makes like you it, don't an- anxious, don't take it. Yeah. Well, I can think about his brother. Oh no! How traumatic he is with pre workout. But he drinks three monsters a day. I mean, he used to. He told me he tried to get me to take some pre workout before when we did the gridiron games in Pell City for he was like hey take some pre-workout i was like i've never taken Look, pre-workout i'm not taking it before uh, i do a workout yeah. don't do anything yeah. you've never done right before a competition yeah. <laughs> never I, so i've never actually taken pre-workout before working out like yeah just because i'm always amped up i'm ready i just want to get it from coffee yeah. yeah i like certain like i'll have an alani new every now and then not the pre-workout but the energy drink mm-hmm. um if i ha- am not able to get coffee um but I'll always start with coffee. A lot of pre-workouts are just caffeine anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we talked about it a little. I think Shane did. Protein. Um, we always are going to recommend adding it into your diet, like just trying to eat more actual meat uh, first. But having a protein shake is going to be, yeah. I think, key for most it helps people to people, hit. If you struggle to hit yes. your Which most people are goals, not. <clears throat> then you can always add a shake in there. Like, I've always yeah. added one in there because I do. It's mm-hmm. hard for me to get 200 mm-hmm. grams of protein. We have, uh, like, not two different types, but the casein is really good at night for the slow releasing. Uh, we don't talk about that as much as we used to, mm-hmm. but... Um, no, it doesn't yeah. taste as good. Yeah. And I, I think it's it's a small part of the equation. Like, worry about getting enough protein. Yeah. And then once you are, you Try know, to switch yeah, that, la- that nighttime one to casein. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, yeah, those are those are the big ones that we yeah. uh, talk about. Creatine, protein, uh, element packets, and uh, fish oil. Mm-hmm. Those are the... There's some other ones out there. There's some great ones. Yeah, they're definitely test. Um, but those are what yeah. we recommend. Like... You know, a big thing now is like hemp supplements. Yeah, ashwagandha, a lot of people into stuff like that, um, which is all great. If it works for you, it works. I don't know much about Yeah, some people people can tolerate it at Awares or well. Tell us about your Delta 8 experience. Well, (laughs) that's for another podcast. (laughs) We can all all take a Delta 8 and then come back to the podcast and let us know what our experience is. I'll kill somebody, I'm sure. I'll be sitting here staring at each other. I'll just probably be like. Let's just say you down. shouldn't be able to buy that over the counter at the gas station. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. All right, next question. Should middle school, high school, college athletes train in your classes during their off-season? I love this question. I think it's a very good question. Um, Who asked this question? It was Brian. Could, it was. He did I will great. say I'll, that I wish I could have been able to do it in my I didn't have off seasons, but I wish I would have been able to have it as a resource. I just, I'm an athlete all the time. Y'all saw that. Y'all saw what I posted the other day with <laughs> basketball. Yeah. Okay, I didn't. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That was just me new boot goofing. You know, I was just. <laughs> okay. If I, if I buckle down. We talk about this, I think, a lot. Um, I know. I think that it it depends. Um, it says your classes, so we're just talking about Thello. I do think that as a whole, our coaching staff does a very good job of – because we've had a lot of athletes off-season or even during season come in here um, when they come to – when it's high school. I think that, that we do a very good job of accommodating for them. Yeah. Um, 
But I will say I do think it's the athlete's responsibility to tell us because we don't know that they're playing a sport. That we don't know all the time. Sometimes, yes, like after we get to know them. But if they're coming in here just off the street because they heard about a CrossFit gym, like they have to tell us like what sport they're playing, when their off season is, like positional things. And like we're not going to make it sports specific. We can um, yeah. outside of the classes. But this is specifically asking about our CrossFit classes. And the, um, goal, the goal of that athlete, right? If you're yeah. – if you're an athlete who wants to be the best athlete they can be in everything, mm-hmm. I think it's very beneficial. But if you're maybe just a sport-specific athlete mm-hmm. and you're trying to be the best basketball player or the best football player or the best whatever, and you've trained for that one sport, that one sport only, then no, this might not be the most beneficial thing for you. You know, Then you want to start getting yeah. to sport-specific. But if your goal is to be just the best overall all-around athlete on, in every sport that you play, then I think it's pretty beneficial because we kind of hit all the things that make an athlete power, explosiveness, you know, speed. Like we mm-hmm. we hit on all those things mm-hmm. when it comes to everyday programming. Yeah, yeah. I think it. I think it depends. Um, I think yes, you're, you're spot on, Shane. Like the program that we do is going to make you stronger, uh, faster, more explosive. We hit on all those things. Um, it also depends on what the alternative is. Yeah. So, like, in the off-season, if it's do nothing or come do this, absolutely, right? This is going to lay a good foundation for everything. And you also can't be uh, – you can't be peaking all the time. Like, even if you're very specific in your sport, you know, your uh, baseball players are pretty specific, you know, in what they do, um, you can't just peak all the time. You need a season of just laying a good foundation, overall strength, overall, you know, range of motion in all your joints, um, maintain your speed, maintain your power. And then as you get closer to season, you go specific and pick that back up. And then you need the rest period time after where you just kind of maintain for a while. So again, if it's in the off season, yeah, I think this is a fantastic option of maintaining being well-rounded, laying a good foundation that you can build off of as you peak going into the mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. So I would say yes. Yeah. And I think um, I think it would be a good option because, like, mental, like the mm-hmm. mental aspect mm-hmm. of it, like keeping you gritty, keeping you competitive. Yeah. You know, you're not going to let that go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure it's easy in the <clears throat> off-season to just kind of, like, take a break. You know, you want to take a break from that, but in a fun way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think – our classes are a good option for athletes. I agree. I agree. So come come to our classes, athletes. Come hang out with us. Okay, next question. Or anybody have anything else to say about that? Mm-mm. All right, next question. Your take on saunas and their effectiveness. And then I added in there just cold exposure, too, because uh, we're, That's we're, been a we're big into that. thing lately. I've been seeing a lot of stuff. I've been seeing ads <clears throat> everywhere for, like, at-home ice baths. <laughs> Your phone's listening. It is. Listening. Thing. I'd love one. Uh, I know. I wish we had a sauna. I wish we had a cold plunge, too. Yeah, you can do, in, like, it's same effects as a sauna, a hot plunge, which is a bath. But it has... It probably has to be at a certain degree, like probably a hot tub. A hot, yeah, yeah, like a hot tub, but it yeah. has a, a lot of the same effects as a sauna does. Mm-hmm. So... Well, I mean, I just, sit, one I just sit, sit in my shower. Over the house. You know, I just sit in the shower and let the hot air I can't, steam. Yeah, I can't fit in bathtubs, so <laughs> hot tub is where I'm going. I'm Our, saving up for one right now, so if y'all want to come over and get the effects of a sauna in a hot tub. Is I that going to get the girls over? Huh? Hot tub? No. <laughs> I, I mean, 
<laughs> maybe. Maybe, okay. Uh, Put some light. I definitely there. think that they're effective. I think that I think it, so. it depends on uh, kind of you uh, as a person. You know, mm-hmm. you know what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we've done a lot of looking at cold exposure stuff, and that can. Um, I think it's super beneficial for your body, like overall. Mm-hmm. Like it, it just does so much for your brain health uh your muscles but interesting if after you do a workout you should not do a cold exposure like mm-hmm. it can it make your muscles not grow as much. yeah like it will it, it'll it hinders hinder. adaptation yeah. yeah it's going against what six you're... hours you should not do it within six hours yeah. after that six hour mark of your like hypertrophy mm-hmm. working out then you can do it's it. actually beneficial beforehand though which is weird yeah but cold cold exposure how long beforehand uh i mean can be pretty close so, i mean because so cold <clears throat> exposure is gonna like spike adrenaline right and adrenaline is very effective in a workout so it helps you, you know, move is that why when i get better. cold i like to get all jittery and rub my hands together and i don't know get all just just, yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> I thought that was just the yeah, adrenaline that's rushing through my veins. I've done quite a few workouts mm-hmm. and then jumped in the ice bath. Yes, like that is, is what we were talking about the other day. I mean, they do it yeah. in games. college, yeah. y'all. They, in college, we did crap like this. And I'm like, so yeah. yeah. So, like, I think it depends on the situation, too. I think, uh, like, the CrossFit games, for example, they're trying to get their body temperature down as fast as possible so that they can get back to like a normal resting mm-hmm, state. Mm-hmm. They're not so much worried about the long the long term training. I need to get stronger. I need to let my body adapt to this stimulus. During the CrossFit right. games. Yeah. Yeah. So I they're, think they're not working they out at the games to get stronger and to right. get right. better. They're, they're testing there at that to, point. To just compete. Right. This right. is just like everyday training is right. what we're talking about. But if they were to do that every day right after <clears> their training, it's probably gonna hinder their long term strength gains or speed mm-hmm. or whatever it may be mm-hmm. immediately after. Now saunas. The effectiveness of saunas. Um, all I know about saunas is that, um, like, you take athletes that maybe do, like, endurance type stuff. Like, Shane, like, say you did a workout in the morning and then the afternoon you wanted to go back and, like, ride the bike for 45 minutes or whatever. You could almost get the same benefit as that 45-minute bike ride in the sauna. So, like, if you're extremely sore or something... You just want to hit up the sauna and sweat and let your muscles do the same. Well, your muscles aren't working. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But your heart, like your cardiovascular system and stuff, it would almost do the same thing. So, I mean, I think it's good for your skin. I think it's good for yeah. your mind. Yeah. I've heard that about metabolism, too. Like the effect yes. it has on yeah. metabolism. Yeah. Um, when, if you get it up your body temperature up to the point where like it's starting to sweat even though you're not actually moving you're just sitting there in the sauna yeah. it's going to kick in your metabolism both of those um, cold exposure mm-hmm. yeah because it's got your body's got to heat up and there's even cold. people who do both like back to back like they'll jump in a sauna yeah, yeah, then jump in a cold plunge back in the sauna back in yeah. a cold plunge and they'll do that yeah there's definitely times. i think there's benefits to i that. don't know exactly mm-hmm. you know the science behind that yeah. it's just shocking your on. body shocking yeah. your muscles kind of it's getting things thing moving yeah. differently i guess or probably, quicker probably not a must-have no no you know no what i mean like like john said you can yeah you can sit in a hot bath you can sit in a hot shower probably yeah if you want to do a cold effects. plunge go to germania springs so i did it's i real did cold hear, over there i did hear that if you're trying to memorize something remember oh, yes. something like you're studying for a test study for like 30 minutes and go jump in a cold water like a cold plunge and it will help you remember so back in the day they used to do this 
with kids. Yeah. What are these fables you speak when of? Kids, <laughs> when kids sense. were in school, they would teach them math and then literally go dump a cold bucket of water on their head or put them in a cold uh, trough type mm-hmm. thing and then get them out. I think there's like, something else going on trauma. there. I don't know. Uh-huh. 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 So, uh-huh. the, the trauma, I feel like, is a, a bit dramatic. But, <laughs> but, the, uh, but yeah, that, that trauma helps your body remembers that. But it also is going to remember the things that you were doing and thinking about and talking about around that event. Yeah. So if memorizing something like simply studying for a test um, was around that, you're going to remember it better. Yeah. That's that. I wish I would have known that in college. Well, all my trauma didn't help me with no tests. Taking ice baths all <laughs> the time. I the wrong things. <laughs> always, you always got to bring no, that in. No. You got to always bring that in. Okay. So yeah, that's definitely something that we are for, but not necessary. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay, let's talk about the next one. How to incorporate cardio into your workouts without doing traditional cardio via treadmill. So I think that what he was asking, um, I think that he, he does not work out here. He's one of John's students. Um, is he a student in the JSU class? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. No, he's at the school. He's at the school. Yeah. So um, I think that he works out probably like 24 fitness. Um, I'm not sure where he works out. Yeah. Just the way he asked this question. So how to incorporate your workouts. Now, obviously in here, a lot of this is cardio. You know, we do barbell cycling, we do stuff like that, but how to incorporate at a gym with machines. Yeah. And that's not a CrossFit so he's, gym. Uh, I think he's lists, I think the best way to incorporate cardio is finding something that you can superset a cardio movement with your strength. Like if you're bench pressing, okay, what is a movement that's high heart rate that I could do 10 or 15 reps at in between my sets of bench press, right, and get back to it. So like, hey, I'm doing bench press. All right, well, after my eight, you know, eight reps of bench press, I'm going to hop off the bench. I'm going to do 10 burpees over the bench or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Uh, that's a way to get your heart rate up and not let it settle. And you get back to that bench with a little bit of a higher heart rate mm-hmm. and you go through three or four sets of that and you've already done, you know, 60 burpees by the end of it if you were to do 10, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, 10 I think it's, it's as simple as just keeping your heart rate elevated. So, so timing. yeah, timing. So if you were to, even if you're just doing bench press, let's say you're supersetting bench press and curls or pull-ups. Mm-hmm. Right, pull-ups are better, I, I think, or chin-ups because there's a little more muscle involved. And it's going to get your heart rate up a little more. But bench press, if you're doing significant weight or reps, which I think you should be, it's going to get your heart rate up. The reason it's not cardio is because you rest enough to get your heart rate back down, and so you know you're rested going to the next set, which you should be. However. If you set your rest times to like, I'm only going to rest a minute or maybe two minutes or every minute on the minute I'm going to do this or every two minutes I'm going to do this, your heart rate is going to stay elevated. So that's all cardio is, is cardiovascular you know, work. Being so elevated, yeah. keeping that heart rate elevated and you really don't even have to do, do any <clears throat> cardio movements. And this is a lot of what we do, right? Mm-hmm. It can be just straight lifting um, with shorter rest time in between and your heart rate's going to stay elevated. Yeah. It, are your lifts going to suffer a little bit because of that? Yeah, but it depends on what you're training for. If mm-hmm. you're training for hypertrophy, it doesn't matter really. Um, if you're training for like speed and strength, uh, you, you know you may want to not do the cardio with the lifting because it's probably going to hurt just a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it just depends. Yeah, yeah. I like imams. Mm-hmm. Uh, imams are great. Every minute on the minute you do something, they, I mean, it needs to take up like 45 seconds. Of Mm-hmm. Sent John a yeah. good one this morning. Oh, Lord. Remember when y'all did your 48-minute imams? Yeah, John day? stopped programming them. What the well, heck, dude? Yeah. Well, I'm hurt. ready to go now, John. Well, now you're you firefighting. You work all the time. 
bro. Does not matter. I'll still make time. Okay. He don't have the time. He got John, kids. make time. Come on, dude. The kids, they're second priority. <laughs> Shane's number one. Oh, my gosh. I'm the oldest child. Like, Shane's like a kid. <laughs> I will say at a Globo gym, though, the stair climber is by far the best cardio ever. I mean, yeah. you get on that thing two minutes and in, my heart rate goes to 155. Well, my legs feel like jello. I remember I had to do it for the CPAT for the fire department, and that was like three minutes on it, and then I had to get off, and I was like, whoa. You can't hold the handles. And I do it. No, you can't. You gotta, we you weren't gotta, allowed. You couldn't touch the handles, and you had to wear, uh, I think it was 60 pounds of weights. <laughs> unless you're going to firefighting school, don't do that. John, <laughs> um, get on my back. No, I'm going to get there, Clubber. John's about 60 pounds. This is death. Yeah. Feels oh, my gosh. Pounds. That would be horrible. Okay. Uh, favorite form of exercise outside of the gym? What do we like to do? Frisbee. Oh, I love great. ultimate frisbee because it's also <clears throat> it works on speed, endurance, change of direction. You know, it's it works on a little bit of athleticism outside of what we do in the gym. You know, here I get to focus on power, strength, explosiveness. Out there, I work on quickness, lateral movement, um, being fast, being athletic, jumping. You know, and um, you're having fun. And you have fun. Yeah, any, any sport, sport is fantastic. Yeah. yeah, just enjoying it being outside. What about basketball, Shane? <laughs> I mean, I like a little b-ball too. I'm just y'all saying, y'all, if y'all judging by the video of my skills, just know I'm like Dennis Rodman. Okay, I'm 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 who getting every that? rebound. You're Did you just like, say who is you're that? You're nothing like Dennis Rodman. <laughs> yeah, I get every rebound and I play lockdown defense. You're out there playing and yourself. I pass it off. Ten you're rebounds. Ten rebounds. Ten assists. Okay, so that was you passing it off and not trying to shoot into the. I just, I told you, new boot goofing. <laughs> Tossing um, around, just having a little bit of fun. You know, you got to have fun in your sport. It can't oh, be. I agree. That's what I said. Okay. But, but if you stand under that rim, guess what? You're going to get dunked on. Any three of y'all. Okay, we, we saw the video. You dunk it and you miss. It so. bounced out. That, that happens sometimes. It bounced out. Uh, my favorite form of exercise uh, outside of the gym, I enjoy running. Um, I know we do that in the gym too, but I do enjoy like long distance running. And then just doing stuff at our house outside. I know that's not like exercise. It um, is. Like yard work. Yard work. I love yeah. being outside. Um, yeah, there's act, There's a difference between exercise and physical activity, yeah. even though they're very close. And physical yeah. activity is, is almost it's, yeah. more important. Well, that's why you we know, do like, stuff, so we can do the physical right. activity outside of our house. Yeah. Um, so. But I guess that. And I mean, I enjoy, we've been playing... Uh, who was it? Who was I with the other day? Oh, I was at Tyler and Sarah's house and playing soccer with their mm-hmm. kids, and like I was having such a good time, just outside playing and just mm-hmm. doing, just goofing off. I enjoy that. Mine's walking. Just yeah. reminiscing on them soccer days, huh? I miss them. I miss them so much. Yeah, I still can't kick a ball over your head though. I can't kick it. Wait, what? Mm-mm. That little backwards kick. Oh, the, the that little cartwheel kick. The you can't do it. Nobody do does. It. Did you game. see my picture? Y'all go. Y'all go look at my Instagram. I got a picture of me doing a backflip on there with my soccer ball. Are you pulling it up for us? Yeah, but there's a pad under you. There's a pad under you. They don't know that. There's a pad under her. She didn't really do that. I mean, I did it and fell on the pad. Don't count. Why didn't it count? You you didn't endure any pain from that. Oh, you should <laughs> If you land properly, you shouldn't have pain anyway. Well, yeah. if you land properly, you don't need a mat, I guess, Ooh, right? It's my very first one. The first one. Look at that. Look at that. Look at them leg muscles back in the day. My legs are bigger than that. I surely can. I know. I guess that was, it was in August. Yeah. That's December. a cool picture. I'm going to need you to send me that. That was when I was outside so I can, all the time. I can put it on the video of the podcast. <laughs> okay, I will. 
yeah, right here. Posted. Ready, we'll clip it in right now. Yeah, it's a cool picture. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kind of jealous. I don't have a picture like that. We can take them. Lydia, you ready for a photo shoot? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Give us your best soccer kick. Uh, John, did you answer? I did. Okay, we're good. He chases good chickens for his party. Said, well, I didn't say <laughs> that. I guess what did you yeah. imagine? <laughs> <laughs> Come here, chickens. Or he gets on the mower and tries to hurt him in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's not very much exercise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was it Shane tried to tell us? This was a while ago, and he said that... Of course, he was saying that he does a lot of exercise. He's outside always cutting grass. I was like, you sit on a mower. You don't push. You hey, are sitting. Hey, <laughs> yeah, we eat. Yeah, they think I'm playing. My whoop picks up air ho- or hockey every time air I eat. <laughs> hey, I push mode. I push mode the other day. I push mode the other day and I thought I was mountain biking, I guess, because I was like. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Um, we have answered this one before, but I did get this question earlier this week. Too. Yes, <laughs> probably by the same person. Uh, when is it best to have a protein shake before, after, or during? Kelsey, I'm going to let you answer this because uh, you've answered this. You've you've talked about this a lot in like the time frame of okay. things. Um, but yeah, I'll let you answer or start with this. Um, so I mean, you can take protein whenever. Like it just depends on uh, your calories and whether you're trying to get more protein. Um, but if you're planning it around your workout. You probably um, should drink it, you know, 30 to 90 minutes after your workout. So spend 30 minutes after your workout just bringing your body back to homeostasis. And then, you know, once you're there, you can take uh, your protein shake, you know, like I said, 30 minutes or 90 minutes. You can Mm -hmm. wait up to 90 minutes. The longer you wait, the longer your muscles break down. and you know if you're trying to make your muscles bigger then i would wait as long as possible if you're not trying to make your muscles bigger but still trying to be strong and healthy then 30 minutes is your time um but like i said you can you need protein all the time Mm -hmm. so like this morning i haven't worked out or done anything but i had protein in my oatmeal Mm -hmm. just because i'm trying to like make sure i get protein carbs fat in a meal you know Mm -hmm. what i mean Mm -hmm. um so yeah Protein, protein. Yeah, um, I think that to the before or during, because I remember when I first started CrossFit, there were some people that would drink a protein shake during like lifts, which RP like, yes, I guess that's what she followed was RP. And like when you're lifting, it's not that high heart rate, like what they were doing, like, you know, they yeah. were working on like snatches and cleans and just like building and weight. So, I mean, your heart rate was high, but it wasn't like a typical Metcon where you're all over the place. Um, I don't recommend during uh, here. Like, you're going to throw up is, yeah. is the issue. Not because it's bad. You need the protein. Challenge accepted. Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> disgusting. And then, like, right before, um, I think, like Kelsey said, it just depends on when you're working out. Like, if you're not working out until the afternoon, yeah, take a protein shake before, like, in the morning. Um, but then also make sure you get protein after you work out. Yes, yes, for sure. For sure. Um, like, and that could be a source of food. Like, if, you're, if you work out at 430 and you get done at 5.30, and you know you're going to eat dinner at 6. Uh, if you're going to eat dinner at 6, then there's your protein. You yes. know what I mean? You don't have to have your shake and then eat protein. But, like I said, if you know you need it in your macros, like if you're like, hey, I'm at a 100 grams of protein, and I need to get to 160, you're going to eat dinner with some chicken, 30 grams of protein, and then you need to have your protein shake, and mm-hmm. that's 30 more grams, mm-hmm. and you've met your goal. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. So, 
Protein, 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 everybody. Get it. It's Get tough. It. Yeah, it is tough. Um, okay. How many times a week should someone do CrossFit or Ignite classes? Um, I know when we talked about this, I think it just depends on goals. Depends on your lifestyle. Don't stress out if you can't get in here. If you can't get in here five days a week, don't stress out about it. You know, do something. Um, Your recovery. How well do you recover? Yes, like how, and that goes back to protein, how much protein you eat to help yourself recover. But yeah, like if you are, um, which I think that there's another, there's another kind of question, which I guess, well, no, we'll go to that one. But yeah, how well you feel if you're not feeling uh super recovered that day um either telling the coach and making sure you're going lighter or cutting things in half or doing something else going a walk going i run. think it's it's a good thing to also tell us how you feel because maybe newer athletes can't quite distinguish between being hurt and being sore mm-hmm. um what i just i just I just work out you however. You don't know what's happening. No, I don't. And I just work out and do it. No, it doesn't matter. I could be hurt. I could be sore. I don't know which one it is, but we'll find out by the end of the day. Find out on the MRI. It's been a bad year. But, yes, I do think it just depends on your lifestyle. Don't stress out about not being able to come to the gym. I think a lot of people myself included, used to be that way. If I wasn't working out five days a week, I wasn't getting better. Um, Or six days a week, seven days a week, I was not getting better. Um, But there's just times where I can't, and I'm not going to stress out about it, and I'm going to do something else. I'm going to take the kids on a walk with the stroller, you know. I think it's good to, like, you know, if you feel like your body's tired, you're worn out, like, it's okay. Like, if you only went three days this week and you feel like it beats you up and you're like, I don't know if I can go today, I think Mm -hmm. think that is probably more beneficial than actually going. Shane, you should take your own advice. Well, <laughs> well, I agree with that, but I do think they should do something. Yes. Like, I think something, Active recovery is, yeah, is, something is better than nothing. Yeah. Like, Kelsey, uh, you sure. like to walk, and like you said, maybe you go walk the kids in the stroller. Like, just as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Just walking maybe a mile or just something to get your heart rate up mm-hmm. a little bit, get your muscles moving, blood flowing, yeah. um, anything. I think, it, I think it's really individualized. Very individualized. Like, if you're not okay, like, mentally with – uh, taking an off day, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, but just, and if you want to come to the gym because you're like, oh, my friends are there and I want to go work out, but I'm really sore, we'll come and just go light. Now, you do have to get over your ego of, okay, I'm going light and everybody else is seeing that and normally I would go heavier on this and like, get over yourself there. But yeah, you can still come work out and just kind of halfway do it mm-hmm. in, in a good way. I think you need that. Take an off day, but still going through the motions. If you're coming six days a week, you're probably going to have a day or two during the week that's going to be like that. Like you that's better. just yeah. I mean that's yeah. just that's just the way it is. You can't go all out every single every single day, mm-hmm. or you get um, hurt, or you quit. You run the risk of getting. You really you better take your recovery very seriously if that's the case. Mm-hmm. And most of us are not. So, you know, just pay attention to how your body feels and base it off of that. I do program for people to come every day if they want to, or they can come and go all out on any given day. So I don't program, we used to, active recovery days, like Thursdays were active recovery. And that's great if everybody's coming six days a week, but I would say 15% of gym members come six days a week. Mm -hmm. So I don't want you to be gone on a business trip 
for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and come back Thursday, you're like, I haven't worked out in five days. I am so ready to get after it. And then you come in and it's active recovery mm -hmm. and you're like, well, this sucks. So I don't, <laughs> I don't want that. So you kind of have to take responsibility and do a little bit of active recovery sometime for yourself based off how you feel, go through the motions. You don't have to come to the gym. If you mm -hmm. need, you know, if you feel okay about staying at home and just doing something active and recovering there, that's fine. Or come to the gym and just yeah. go light. We've had a lot of people lately, I feel like, come in because they want the community and see their friends yeah. aspect. And they just sit on the bike mm -hmm. the whole time people are working out. Now, like, they're like an extreme soreness situation. Um, but, yeah, they're just sitting on the bike hanging out. Because I do think that the community, I, I hate missing. Because I, like, I don't like not being able to come in the afternoon sometimes. Because I'm like, oh, I want to miss my friends. I miss seeing people. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah. <clears throat> That's our answer on that one. I'm going to go to the bathroom before you ask this question because I'm going to throw a barbell at somebody. somebody Do you want me to ask this one? It. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'll ask this one. Uh, you want, you want, you're ready for this one? Yeah. Okay, go to the bathroom. <laughs> I'll ask this one. You go to the bathroom, and then we'll ask this one when you come back. No. Oh. <laughs> I guess we're just going to talk. We're going to talk for just a second. I don't that question. That's what I'm saying. Oh. Oh, you want me to ask it while you're done? I got question. you. I got you. Okay. Will I get bulky doing CrossFit classes? I think all of us have heard this. Too many times, uh, and it is very frustrating. Um, Two years into CrossFit, and I'm five pounds bigger. <laughs> <laughs> I think we hear it mainly from women, typically. Um, and I know that, John, you're, you're about to say some stuff about this, but the biggest thing, like, women are not men. We are not built like men. We cannot get muscles like men um, unless you're taking steroids or doing something else. Now, we look at the CrossFit Games women. Those are the elite women in our sport and if you look at them on TV, sure, they have larger arms. Um, we associate that with being manly. Um, but if you see them in person, they're just super ripped. Like, they're not any bigger than me and Kelsey. They're just really, really ripped. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Um, Very low body fat percentage. Yeah, super low body fat. Body fat. I need some yeah. omegas. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, you talk about it, Johnny. Yeah, um, I think you have to define first what bulky looks like. And I guess everybody has a different definition of that. Um, but it's, yeah, it comes down to body fat percentage for women. Mm -hmm. um, if you don't want to be super, super lean, which I, I would say most people would like to be leaner versus mm -hmm. the opposite, um, then, you know, you can just eat a little more. But you're not going to get bulky as far as, like, bulging muscles, like Hulk-like muscles. Um, unless you're a girl that had, you know, abnormally high testosterone, which is like possible, but it's a very big outlier there. That don't, that's not really not going to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, if you feel like uh, the one that I would say the one muscle that girls don't like that I think sometimes does happen is your traps. Mm -hmm. you don't want big traps, right? Big shoulder muscles. Well, if that's the case, then go lighter on the on the movements that... If you're one that builds um, those muscles yeah, quickly. Yeah, if you build those yeah. muscles quickly and you're like, oh, man, I feel like my traps are getting big and I don't like it. Okay, well, then just kind of work around that and avoid that a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, it is way more in your head than you think it mm -hmm. is, but you're not going to get bulky. Mm -hmm. um, we can't. You can't. Like, Women you can't. can't. Women can't get bulky. Unless you're taking some um, steroids. Yeah. I, I like a good trap muscle. <clears throat> I know. Yeah. Cause I'd like to look. I'd like my arms yeah. to look like those CrossFit Games athletes. Yeah. So and it, and you can also like tailor the workouts. I like my chest to look like stuff. What? what? My chest. Did little, you say you'd like chest. your chest to look like the CrossFit no. Games women? No, not the women. The guys. Oh. I mean, yeah. Y'all are crazy. 
The guys, um, of course. The guys. The guys' yeah. shits. <laughs> Say it again. The guys' shits. <laughs> Not the women's. <laughs> Two, it is, I mean, like, it is possible for women to put on a pretty good amount of muscle if you're really, really intentional, and that's the key word, you have to be very intentional through the way you eat, the supplements you take, and the exercises that you do, like strictly for hypertrophy. Mm -hmm. What we do is not gonna do that. Mm -hmm. We don't do enough of volume, even though it might seem like it sometimes, enough volume to get you really big and bulky, um, so where it's gonna stress those muscles enough. And plus diet plays a huge role. So if you wanna you know, kind of blame anything on bulkiness or credit anything to bulkiness, mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. I think diet would be a bigger factor than your actual workout program. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think people see um, CrossFit Games athletes are just elite athletes, and they just have that in their head. TV makes them look. Yes. Yeah, because I remember when we first saw them in person, I was like, oh, they're smaller than I. Yeah. Like, they're just small. Yeah. Like, they're Rich Froning and took a picture <clears throat> next to him. I look massive they're compared ripped. to him. They're very, yes, they're very, they're ripped. very, very yeah. ripped. Um, um, they're just not as like they don't look like ogres. I know you no. referred to that mm. earlier. Um, yeah, like the average guy is like yeah. they look huge yeah. on TV. The <laughs> average, I think, the average height of a male CrossFit Games athlete is five eight, yeah. maybe five nine. I'm bigger than the CrossFit Games average CrossFit Games athlete, and That's I'm not. I'm not a big unit, man. John. Yeah. Oh. You're <laughs> just absolute <laughs> unit. All right, we can uh, have that discussion uh, later. All right, anything else about bulkiness? No. Trying All to right. get bulkier. All right, uh, what do I need to eat to tone up? Ooh. We've discussed this a little bit, I think. Would it, we can refer back to... Uh, is, that a, is that an answer? Less. <laughs> less. less. <laughs> yeah. I think that uh, our protein podcast and our fats and carbs kind of answers this. Um, but, yeah, less. Yeah, I would say a simple answer is uh, protein intake should be high yeah. to maintain your muscle because... That's what looks good is mm -hmm. muscle like curvature and all that. Mm -hmm. We like the way muscles look, but you need to be able to see them. Mm -hmm. So in order to get rid of that, the fat that's outside of the muscles, eat less of things that are not protein. Mm -hmm. And it, I mean, think about it. Like mm -hmm. protein is structured for your body. Fats and carbs are energy for your body. When it has too much, it creates fat stores. That is what fat around your muscles is. It's just energy. So eat less energy because you've already built up enough energy in your body and then you're going to get rid of those. And then you'll be able to see your muscles, which by definition is toning up. Mm -hmm. You're so smart, Simple John. Enough. Simple enough. Yeah. Maybe maybe walk a little bit more. Yeah. You know, get some more daily steps in. Right. That's going to increase the calories, the total calories that you use throughout yeah. the day, which is definitely going to help. Mm -hmm. And there's some practical, more practical ways, you know, to do that. Like, mm -hmm. um, like walking is a... I'd say a relatively easy way to do that, mm -hmm. but just staying active in general. Like we have a lot of people that have desk jobs in here mm -hmm. and I've encouraged a couple of them like every 30 minutes, get up, do mm -hmm. some air spots, take a walk down the hall. Like I don't know their setup, but like go up and down the stairs a few times, yep. just move. As, as far right as up into eating, the what do you well. think are good? You know, they're saying like, what can you consume? What are maybe two or three foods you could eat that are better? Cottage cheese. Oh. I still need to try it. Oh, I still gross. need to try it. I just haven't. I have. It's so good. <clears throat> but like Kelsey said, she had for breakfast this morning uh, oatmeal with protein in it. Easy. Mm -hmm. Protein. High protein. Mm -hmm. um, protein shake. There's, 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 there's such thing as eating lean. Like you can eat there, lean. That's just le eating less calories. Mm -hmm. So like a lean food is a food that is like large in volume is in like 
you're looking at it or holding it and it's a pretty good bit of food but it doesn't have that much calories in it. A not lean food would be like peanut butter. There's a large amount of calories in peanut butter in a very short, you know, small quantity. One spoon of peanut butter and you're talking hundreds of calories. So that would be something maybe you should stay away from. Um, you should probably eat more yeah. of it. If, hey, I've been for dinner the other night. Oh, God. Apples, peanut butter, two peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, three boiled eggs. That was your dinner? It's not bad. Yeah. I feel like that's not a for good sure. dinner. I feel like that should it's be a terrible. snack. Yeah, like I don't feel like that's that many calories. It's that a lot was of calories. Like, the two, the two peanut a, butter and jelly sandwiches. I guess it depends less, on how much peanut butter. Less peanut butter, butter and apples. And on that peanut butter, like, I mean, that's a spoonful of peanut butter on a slice of apple. So I probably yeah, had. Probably had a, I guess it's probably not what probably we Probably close to 1,000 calories in that meal. Yeah. Y'all know what I used to do when I was tone? We'll quote quote that uh i would put cauliflower rice in my oatmeal to make me think that i'm eating more like it would fill me up longer you know I mean, what i mean but the whole bag of cauliflower rice was mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. that's not a bad strategy but if it's mentally it's if it's mentally helping yeah, you, you know whatever what I mean? whatever works yeah like that's i mean that's smart you know, like pickles they're so good most pickles have zero calories you're like what am i eating if it's no calories in the cucumber and yeah. vinegar doesn't either but that can fill you up and get you by if you're trying to consume less calories so that's not a bad way to go when you buy your pickles buy your pickles in the cold section don't buy them in the hot section what why you can get like really good gut benefits if you yeah. buy them in the cold section Didn't know that. i like me cold, either it's like keeper uh sauerkraut stuff like that it has really good stuff for your yeah. your gut that's interesting i know and i'm like daggum we're not buying i always refrigerated my pickles anyways but i know what i think they have say? to stay they I have to always stay. refrigerated my pickles anyways i thought he said he never refrigerates it's gonna be really hard to to know like if you're doing it right without tracking your calories yeah mm-hmm. you have to do that mm-hmm. well yeah, to some extent, at least be conscious aware. of it, yeah. aware of it, yeah. and but if know. If you've never done it, yes, you don't it. know. You should track do it at least it. once or yeah. twice. If you if you sure. haven't tracked for like a year consistently, you don't know what you're eating. I agree. I'm gonna start doing you it. You don't yeah. you don't like know how much it, how much you're actually taking in. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's worth doing just so you're aware, and then after that, you can kind of drop yeah. it. But it does take a little bit of work to be aware of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think too, and I know there's something to this with micronutrients and things like that, but there's really, or at least you shouldn't be worried about it, there's really no such thing as fat-burning foods. Like, th- there are some things that like help your body process fat better and convert it back to energy that you're gonna use. Um, so I'm not saying that doesn't exist, like antioxidants in fruit, like yeah, that helps. But it's not a fat-burning food. Mm-hmm. Your body is going to burn fat. fat when it doesn't have enough energy to do whatever you're wanting to do. And if it doesn't get that from your diet, it's going to pull from your fat storage. What you're trying to lose fat is what you want. Mm-hmm. So the, the fat-burning foods are kind of a scam. What about a belly fat burning ab exercises. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we so, some abs with some igniters. Yeah. Um, yeah, I that. wanted to specifically burn the fat on my belly. So, hmm. <laughs> let's that, do it. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, 
you, you can't really burn fat just in one place and not other areas of your body. It doesn't work like that. So body fat, when your body needs to convert it to energy, it takes body fat from all over your body, puts it back into your bloodstream, and then pushes it around your body to your muscles. So it's not like, oh, I'm only working my abs and doing all these crunches and it's going to burn this fat. You can't, you can't do that. You can't convert fat straight into muscle. It goes back into your bloodstream and pumps throughout your body again. So... Um, yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't work. The reason why you feel like, man, my belly's still there, but the rest of my body is getting lean is because your belly for 90% of us holds more body fat than the rest of our body. So ratio wise, if you lose, let's say 5% body fat, well, you're still going to have ratio wise, the same amount of body fat relative to your, let's say arm fat that you did before. Mm -hmm. And so looks wise, you look in the mirror, you're like, dang, I don't really see that much of a difference because it's not a drastic difference between your belly and the rest of your body. Cause you're the rest of your body lost fat, even though your belly lost fat, you don't really see it. So you just have to keep doing what you're doing and just stick to the process, lose more body fat and just keep going. And eventually you will lose that body fat, but it's stubborn. There's a reason why they say stubborn belly fat. Um, you know, it's gonna consistency. It's consistency. Yeah. Most people want to hear nothing out of you. Most people <laughs> give up because they don't feel like their belly fat's going away. You ain't got no belly fat. I've been working on it. I did. I gained a little bit of chub. Whatever. I was, that's why I'm doing ads with the igniter. Burn that stubborn belly fat. We just talked about that's not the case. <laughs> it doesn't work. I'm just saying you can still work on your muscle. So I'm trying to get I'm trying to get a stronger core. You get a stronger. You do get a stronger if you're doing your it right. Ass. If you're doing it the right way, 100. Keep that lower back on the ground. And you've got to breathe, and you've got to make sure you're getting those deep ab muscles. I can't wait for this postpartum. Talk. Yeah. I can't wait. This deep ab muscles. We've talked. Not about those top ones. Those surface ones. Like doing little crunch. That ain't gonna do nothing for you. It might make them look okay, but you gotta get those deep ones. It's gonna help with everything else. I do. Your I lifts. Do more than just. Well, you know how your lower back hurts all the time? Because your your abs. You can see them. Oh, good for you. But deep inside there, ain't got nothing. Deep in there. I worked hard your for those abs. Floor? You know, you have a pelvic floor. Did you know that? I didn't. All right. I can't wait for that discussion. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, next question. <laughs> this is a great one. We talk about this often. Uh, when you're sore, what's the best take on what to do? We kind of we kind of talked on this a little bit. Is it to rest? Is it to continue with this program? What is it? I know we kind of hit on this a little bit, but um, we can talk about it a little bit more. Shane hit on it well. Like sore is, or John, I don't remember. Sore is relative to the individual. Making sure you know the difference between being sore and being hurt. Um, let's say that we did a bunch of... Uh, glute dominant exercises and your husband or your spouse or whoever goes and smacks you on the butt and it literally like kills you uh you should consider a rest day you should consider not working out your butt for a little while you know like if it's hurting super bad by just like a graze of your booty um but, but if you're just having trouble getting up the stairs not nah, you work out if you bend over and drop something and you're like oh i'm a little sore like yeah you want to be a little sore but you can probably still do something yeah. Maybe not hitting those muscles totally, but that incorporate those muscles. Yeah. If, um, if I'm sore, I'm working out because it does help. Like it, I said, it, it, it is shown. It depends to on help. the person. Right. Like me personally, if I'm going from personal experience, if I'm sore, I'm gonna work out because I feel better afterwards. Mm -hmm. Like days that I come in here, I mean, I've talked to John. Like, holy cow, my legs are wrecked this week. But I'll come in here, and usually Monday we do our squat program. People are usually pretty sore after that, but then. Wednesday or Thursday, we're doing another leg exercise. We're still pretty sore, 
but it's usually like a bike and wall balls or something like that. Mm-hmm. Not super high intensity, but it flushes out those muscles, kind of clears some of that lactic bike acid. Bike and wall balls is high intensity. I mean, I die. Out of those legs. And it makes me feel better afterwards. It how hard you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think it does really depend. Yeah, pushes. for sure. For sure. And that's not a very um, straightforward answer, but it, it really is individualized. Yeah, it's very individualized. Personally, um, I like to work out. Mm-hmm. I think mentally, As, yes, most of us mentally. should, you know, come back and work out because it makes us feel better and we like being here, like we already said. But and I do think we have done a really good job. Kelsey, I think, did it a year ago or told us a wanted to implement this into the the hour long that we have everybody but uh stretching after like mm-hmm. doing a cool down walk stretching um sometimes we are able to lead it as coaches the stretch uh stretching part we definitely always encourage a cool down but the stretching part of it sometimes we can offer it where it's coach led and then other times like we just have to go to the next class um but stretching like you know mm-hmm. just just trying to work through that a little bit mm-hmm. And if you need ideas, like, you know, of stretching, like, you get done with a workout and you're like, oh, I'd like to stretch that muscle and the coach is in it. Well, you know, when they got just a spare second, just be like, hey, what are some stretches I can do? And not taking forever on stretches. This. I do yeah. want to talk about that. Not, like, literally spending an hour on stretches. Yeah, that's not, that's no. not necessary. 15 minutes. It stretch. Just stretch your hip flexor. Stretch your, like, the things that tend to get locked up. Your lower back tends to get locked up. Like, Let's move it a little bit, you yeah. know. Um, dynamic stretches are great. Moving just helps you feel better. Yeah. Whether you're sore or not. Yeah. You just need to move frequently. Yeah. Any exercise is good exercise. Yeah. Like I remember, like I said, I told y'all that one week where I went like five days without doing nothing, my body hurt more then than it ever has. We hear that often. We lotion hear... is lotion. Yeah. What the was, heck? That is... Not good. <laughs> I have not ever heard you say that. You move better. He has. If you you have, have said that. He has said that. He said that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a, you know, we're going to do a podcast of just you two one day. Me and Kelsey are just going to not be here. <laughs> we're just going to sit on the couch. We can do a bro day And we're just going to laugh at y'all because of the things y'all say. Y'all can bring Brian. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, Brian would be real fun. Motion lotion's pretty good. Okay. Okay. So, are there anything, anything else that y'all can think of that athletes tend to ask you? Um, just like random questions or questions we typically tend to get. Um, I mean, this hit this hit a lot of them. Hit the ones that we were asked specifically. I like the questions. Yeah, you know? this was fun. We'll we'll um, try to do like questions every couple of months because yeah. we know things kind of come back up. Um, but yeah. I guess that's a, a wrap on this one. Yeah. Good work. Yep. See you in the gym. In the gym.